Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with two-time Super Bowl winner Carl Banks and the voice of the Giants, Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Yeah, my voice is trying to come back. (laughs) It wasn't so much from the excitement from the game, but a cold going in, so it was shaky. But, Carl, that's the kind of game that, as a fan, even as a broadcaster, you don't mind losing your voice with. That was fun. It was a lot of fun, but, boy, I tell you what, Bob, this MetLife Stadium is really starting to feel like home. Like, there is the the energy in the crowd – and the, you know the thing when you know it's back, it's almost back to where fans are just just loving being in the in the stadium is when people are complaining that they sat an hour after they got off a of sixteen W just to get in the stadium. That's when you know because it's been years since people said, "Man, traffic was so backed up when I got off a of sixteen W. It took me an hour to get in." So that's um, that's a good sign. And when they get in, they were full participants, man. This is, and you know, you credit the players on this team, uh, the culture of what they're doing, um, this whole coaching staff, because they're giving fans something to cheer for. They're, 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 they've got you in your seats until the end of the game. You know, it's, hey, they're going to hang around. They're going to keep fighting, keep fighting. And, you know, end of the game, you're in the fourth quarter. You don't know if something's going to happen or if it's not, but you're sitting there anticipating. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. The last couple of years, the Giants have basically been out of it by Halloween. You know, by Halloween. And, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, you know, seven and nine won the division. So they were actually still alive until Philly tanked that last regular season game. But you're right. You would. You know, we're all bo- all creatures of habit. I like to get there early. I'm usually there by 9 a.m. And, you know, I remember back when the team was successful from when you were playing and I was hosting the old tailgate show to, you know, the, the early 2000s through 2011. And, you know, I'd pull into the parking lot and they'd be up and running. And now, you know, the last couple of years I pull in and there's the standard ones. They're the ones that have the the little RVs and – they're yeah. they're never going away, but you see people setting up late and everything. This is it's a whole different vibe, and you can feel it outside the stadium. People are fired up for the game. You know, it's it, the feeling that you get is that hey, fans are going to come to the stadium. They're creatures of habit with their tailgate, but they're there for that experience. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming for that experience, and they're excited about the Giants playing football. Yeah, it is. It is such a treat to see the the stadium uh, back, and the the fan base is like they were in full throat, Bob. Uh, this game, this Baltimore game, they were you know they were causing problems for the Baltimore offensive line. I mean, defensive line. They were offsides a couple of times. Their de- their offensive line was offsides a few times. So it's it's really refreshing to see. But I, more more than anything else i'm happy that the fans have something to cheer for i'm happy that uh this coaching staff and these players 
are um, really putting on something that's acceptable to these fans, and it's an effort that they can all be proud of. You know, I'm, I'm looking back at the game the other day. Um, you know, this is the third time now that the Giants have raced a double-digit deficit to win, which matches the most in a season in franchise history. Daniel Jones keeps leading these fourth quarter comebacks and Carl, they find a way to make a play. They could be, they, they get outplayed during these games at certain points, you know, like they couldn't control the run and, and they obviously made a huge mistake on the Kenyon Drake 30 yard touchdown run inexcusable, right? They only had 10 men on the field. Right. That can't happen, but it seems as if they find a way to make plays at the important points of the game. And, and, and that's exactly what they did the other day. I mean, you know, you get the love interception, you know, the, the, all these things that they need, the drive to get the 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 touchdown, to get within three. And all of a sudden, it, it, what is it? Why are they doing it this way? Because they know the game is played 60 minutes. And the old saying, it, it, which is so true, more games are lost than they are won mm -hmm. in the NFL. And so you will hear the other cliche, uh, let's not beat ourselves. That means teams, you know, teams that have these self-inflicted wounds can sometimes come back <clears throat> to bite them. So what the Giants do, they move on to the next play to, and they don't compound uh, bad plays. And I used to say all the time to my teammates, let's not let a bad play end up being a bad day or lead to a bad day. You let that play go, and then you just get ready to play the next series. And I think um, that is where they are right now. That's why they continue to compete. They make the correction. So, I mean, they got hit a couple times with big runs. Uh, they had the big touchdown run. Um, but, you know, you look at it and you say, well, they didn't stop the run, but they stopped it when they had to. Um, Lamar Jackson did not impact the game is a lot of people thought he would in terms of his his running the football like you know the 10 or 15 yard scampers are you, you're going to get those you just can't stop him with those but he didn't have a lot but he didn't have that one play where he just takes off and he's 60 yards down the field um did not have the big big throw he had some you know it's some key throws but he didn't you know scurry around like a mouse and then launch the ball down the field behind the entire defense. So they were prepared. Wink Martindale had his guys ready to go and um, it worked out. And then the other part too, you people always ask, why don't the giants start faster? Well, sometimes in this, again, I speak to the personnel. Sometimes they got to, they got to figure out what works. They don't, they don't have the luxury of going into some games saying, well, I got this matchup. I got this matchup. We're going to go right away at this guy, right? Um, they just got to, they got to methodically get to it. And until they get those key playmakers on the offensive side of the football, uh, all you got is Saquon Barkley. Um, and then you got a host of receivers. Some are starting to emerge, right? But they don't have the luxury of going into a game and saying, okay, we're going to put Tyreek Hill on this guy. Or we're going to put Trayvon, uh, uh, Stephon Diggs 
on this guy. This is our matchup. When they get in this, we know we got our guy, right? They don't have that yet. Um, so they have to methodically get to it. They build to it. They find out what runs are working, what they can do off of certain, certain looks. And then, you know, by the time the, the, um, the fourth quarter comes around, they're keeping it close. They're keeping it dirty um, and grimy for the other team. So the other team just doesn't walk all over them. And then they, they've got enough, they've accumulated enough plays to really put some things together and some different looks uh, to hit some things late in the game. You know, um, on the Kayvon Thibodeau sack force fumble, Mark Andrews killed the Giants, right? He had seven catches mm -hmm. for 106 yards. And the Giants didn't play it right a lot of the game. They kept making mistakes on the safeties and the passing them off and who was where. But, mm -hmm. you know, and this kind of speaks to this team, which is why they're five and one. They get it right when they have to get it right. And one of the reasons why when Jackson drops back to pass and he kind of because the Giants played it right on Andrews there because he was looking for Andrews there and they played it smartly there, which forced him. That's where he wanted to go. And it forced him to not be able to go there. And then Thibodeau comes in, knocks the ball out, ball game. Yeah. Overs. And again, you credit uh, Wink Martindale and his coaching staff. And, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm 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 a I'm a fan of of what Wink is doing with this team, but the adjustments you hear, um, Coach Dable talk about we make adjustments, and we move on to the next play. Well, the adjustment on that play because I think they had seen enough, a uh, uh, big enough sampling to know that in the clutch they're going to go to Andrews. He had been doing it all game. Would it Wink Martindale decide to do it this time? They gave him a different look. They doubled Andrews. So as he's he's pulling the ball back to throw it, here comes the safety on the double team, and he had to pull it down. And that's when uh, Kayvon Thibodeau did what he did, the closer. So um, let's take our audience, because we do have some pretty cool access as the voices of the team. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I want to talk about Brian Dable, because people keep asking me about the team. You know, are they – so fired up, they're five and one. Fans are going crazy. It must be unbelievable in the building. I thought Darius Slayton during his media veils, when he was asked Monday about, hey, you know, you guys like worried about like you're going to start looking at your record and getting ahead of ourselves. He goes, nah, sometimes we're used to not paying attention to our record for the wrong <laughs> reasons. But he, <laughs> I thought it was a really cute, that is great and fun answer. He goes, we got a lot of practice at not looking at our record because it hasn't been very good for a while. Um, but Dable, he hasn't changed one bit, you know, as far as how he goes about his stuff, how he's interacting with people. Mm -hmm. Five and one. He's not walking around with his chest out. He's not suddenly feeling his oats and he's big time in people. He's the same as he was before training camp started. And I'll give a perfect example. We do the Brian Dable TV show and we tape that on Mondays over at the facility. And there's a set time that we do it fits into his schedule with his team meetings and everything else. Their corrections that they're doing. And yesterday we're just sitting in the cafeteria and he comes bouncing in out of nowhere, sits down at the table at 120, goes, Hey, let's knock this out now. <laughs> now 
unfortunately, you know, it wasn't possible because we it has to get set up. And I think the players anyway were in the field house where we were taping. Right. So we didn't even have we couldn't get in there to set our equipment because they were doing something, but it wasn't something that, you know, he's got a lot of responsibilities outside of football on Mondays. I mean, he's got the media veils. He's got yeah. the TV thing. He's got oh, every head coach has got it. Uh, but it just kind of goes to sh- And then he's like, all right, text me if, if something pops open and we can get it yeah. earlier. <laughs> he's, um, he, he is the same guy that walked in the building on day one as he is now. And I think, you know, you talk about guys that were – ready to be head coaches and we don't know what the future holds uh from week to week right but i can tell you the consistency of brian dable um is going to be there he's you know and, and i think the reason being is he's been a part of national championships he's been a part of super bowls he's been a part of of, of team building so he kind of gets, you know, he can act like he's been there before because he has, right? And he's taken a lot of the principles that are conducive to winning and incorporated those into who he is, not trying to be the guy that he worked for, be it Nick Saban or um, Bill Belichick, right? He's like, this. I'm Brian Dable, the kid from upstate. And I'm going to be me, but I learned a lot of things and I incorporate a lot of what I learned from those guys, but um, he is who he is. And he's got some philosophies that, um, that, that are, are, are really catching on and, and, and helping uh, him ingratiate himself with not only uh, the team in front office, but the fans as well. So, Carl, one of the reasons why this team is five and one, there's a myriad of reasons, but one of them is red zone efficiency. Mm-hmm. So, last year, the Giants were dead last in red zone offense. Dead last. In fact, I think they were last in red zone chances. They were last in red zone touchdown efficiency. In fact, last season... They had 17 touchdowns in the red zone the entire season. That averages out to one a game in a 17-game schedule. This year, right now through the first six weeks, they're tied for 14th. Um, They've had 17 trips, which is, you know, I think the the most trips by any team is 25. Mm. But they've scored 10 touchdowns. And four field goals. Um, they've gotten stopped on downs. They had the Jones interception in Tennessee. And so then 13, pretty much 13 for 17 in the red zone in terms of scoring. 14 of 17. <clears throat> but remember, um, well, you had the kneel the, down. The kneel down. Right. So that's that, that would be 14 of 16. Yeah. Yeah. So, and they're scoring touchdowns. Mm-hmm. They scored They have 10 red zone touchdowns this year. Last year, they had 17 for the entire season. And they're playing pretty good red zone defense. They're fifth in the NFL right now. They've given up 20 trips, but only eight touchdowns. And they've held teams to 11 field goals. That's kind of really the 
the crux of why this team is five and one right now? Yeah, because the thing is, the long field is it favors you know both offenses, right? You find out more about yourself in the short field, both on defense and offense, right? So if you can score when you got 20 yards or less and there's not a lot of field to work with or in, in defensively, can you condense and keep them out of the end zone when they don't, don't have the whole field to work with? And they've been able to do a good job on both sides of the football. And I'll tell you something else too. Um, that has really um, stood out to me is the production at the tight end position, right? Like they have um, rookie tight end who Coach Dable said yesterday that um, it was Tim McDonald and someone else and, and Ty, no, no, uh, um, Brandon. Brandon Brown, yeah. Brandon Brown and Tim McDonald stood on the table and advocated for this rookie tight end said that he is exactly what they were, they were looking for that, that they will need in his offense. And boy, has he not been just really productive this, this thus far? He has been. And, you know, the rookies came through Bellinger's got a couple touchdowns. Um, and you know what it is about Bellinger? That's really cool to watch when you put the coaches tape on, he gets nasty in the, in the run game. Yeah. He gets nasty with like he's physical. He makes himself available in the passing game, and he's a weapon there. But he's also bringing a physical presence, which is why they're running the ball better. Which probably ties into why they're better in the red zone, right? Yes. If you can run, <clears throat> coaches have always said this to me. I never played in the league, but if you can run the football, you're going to be good in the red zone because now it opens up two options to get the ball in the end zone, especially if you're in the red zone you know, at the 18 yard line or something. And if you've got a tight end who can run block, he's going to be a great receiver or a great option as a receiver because he likes to get nasty running uh, when they run towards him. So that play action pass down there just frees him up as well. So, uh, but you look at this rookie class so far in their contributions, uh, we've only seen you know, basically one game from Wondell Robinson, but he steps on the field like he's been there um, as a veteran player. You know, he didn't look lost a single snap um, during the game. He lined up right. Obviously, he got his first touchdown, caught a couple feet. He, he dropped one, <clears throat> but his contributions have been great. Like, you look across the board at all the rookies – that have been asked to step in and play, uh, which is part of the rebuilding process. Um, Evan Neal, continuously getting better and better and better. Um, so they, they've done a really good job of evaluating and getting the right type of player into the locker room. And you know, the other interesting thing is, um, Dable said it during his press conference on Monday. Doesn't matter if you're a 10 year vet or a rookie, you know, we're going to put you on the field if you earn your mm -hmm. chances. And, you know, utilization of players is part of strategy. That was an old Parcells line. And it really is interesting when you look at, like, who's on the field at the end of the games. 
some games it's one guy, another like that. Tamon Fox was on the field near the end of the game. You know, Jihad Ward has been unbelievable, but uh, this coaching staff's got everybody believing and buying in. Believe <clears throat> that you know everybody's got a role. Yeah, and and I think I think that's how you get like I think that's also how you get real team camaraderie like every player that was dressed and was active Sunday got a snap in the game one way or another yeah and the thing if, if we can go back to the substitutions because I think it was raised why wasn't Jihad Ward on uh the field for that last drive well because they decided to put somebody else on right and it happens to be your your top pick in the draft and he's a better pass rusher um but what happens when you get these rotations, people always focus on that particular down or that particular situation and you ask yourself why, right? If you're looking at the substitution patterns throughout the whole game, you would probably know why that package wasn't on and this package was on. They, that's just the way they are. And these coaches have a cadence of how they wanna do things. I like to believe they have a better feel for the game than somebody either writing about it or sitting back watching it. Um, and they've proven that they have a better feel for it. Um, but the rotations, you know, they there's a method to their madness. There's a strategy to it. Um, maybe the, the reason they put that particular package in at the game is it gave them more speed. Maybe uh, when Fox is in and Jihad Ward is, he's a beast against the run too. He's an impact player, but maybe they needed the guys who could get to the quarterback the fastest. But those combinations may change. Like you said, it's part of strategy. You may see um, Ox in, in Thibodeau. You may see Fox in Thibodeau. You could see a lot of different combinations. So, folks, like, like don't ask the questions unless you really know what the rotations are. Nobody was in the doghouse. Uh, the end result was great, and that's all that matters. So yeah, you're questioning a coach on something that was successful. Yeah, and it's probabilities, right? <clears throat> they know what the score is, what the time is in the game, and what the opponent at this point is trying to do, right? At this point in the game, here's what the opponent is trying to do. They're down by four. Here's how much time's left on the clock. They need a touchdown to beat us. So – player a and player b and player c and d well which one fits in best with what defense we need to run now as they are going hurry up and throwing to make sure that they don't score and that's all it is yeah or long story short what combination gives us the best chance to win on this particular down that's what it all comes down to Football season's back. Bet online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends as you continued source for all sports wagering. Bet online features live betting, free contests, live scoring, giveaways all season long. Always the fastest, easiest way to bet on your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Promo code believe B L E A V. Receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. 
Hey, you know, Carl, I know fans were a little surprised. They were excited when the Giants signed Landon Collins to the practice squad. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people thought, oh, maybe he'll play in London, you know, return from where he had the great game in 2016. And, you know, he hasn't been playing. And then, um, you know, maybe this week you thought maybe he would be brought up as a as an elevation from the practice squad. He wasn't. I still think, you know, they're trying to figure out what his best skill set is. And I still think that there's going to be a nice role for him in here somehow, just based on his athleticism. Yeah, well, there's two things that Landon Collins has going for him. Three, right? He's athletic. He's a good tackler. And he's a smart football player. Um, I think when we start to really look at this giant defense and where they could use to help, it's at in uh, help on row, on, on row two. That's the linebacker level, right? On the, the guys inside, up front, on the inside, inside, right? There's one row which is the outside guys in the defensive linemen. Row two is the linebackers. And then behind them is row three. So row two is where I see a role for him um, because he can tackle uh, smart player, uh, athletic. There is a weakness at inside linebacker for the giants. Just simply put, it is what it is. Um, can they, can they improve? Yeah, they need they need to upgrade, but they're they're doing a good job of what they have and the guys that are in there. Um, but I'd like to see um, him in that role, you know. So he's kind of a hybrid linebacker, extra safety, if you will. All right, um, I got one thing I want to just we're gonna get it. We're gonna do another podcast later in the week. Yeah, to preview the game. Um, are you surprised that Jacksonville has opened up as a favorite in this game? No, I think, you know, the, the odds makers, they favor offense. They favor, you know, Jacksonville is looking good on offense. Their quarterback is looking good. So I, I, I'm not surprised. Yeah, we'll get into it a little bit later. There's 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 metrics in all this too, right? I mean, yeah. New York has a lot of money. New York fans tend to wager a lot. And what? Wait a minute. Are you saying that gambling factors into sports football? Are they trying to bait them into it? Jay, listen. Jacksonville is a lot better than their two and four record. I'll tell you that. Yeah, they got them a lot. They have. Anyway, we'll do a pre. I got anything else to get off your? Yeah, I got one more thing. You got any more London gear? (laughs) I got. I do have some London gear. Uh, For those who are looking, we are back up on Starter.com. I think either tomorrow. Or Thursday, we restocked. We have a few pieces left, so we restocked that. So we're we're good. But if you need some, Bobby, I got you. Um, I just love that T-shirt. Well, we got you. Did you get one? No, I didn't get one. Oh well, consider it done. Um, the one, the my one last thing uh, for this one, and tell a friend to tell a friend that I said it. Darius Slayton is his confidence is growing. And I think Daniel Jones is starting to get a connection with him. The more he catches that football, the better this offense becomes. And I, I, I like it. I'm bullish on him. I'm, you know, he's he's back to a, a space where he's only going to get better, folks. So keep an eye on him. 
you know, it's it's interesting that you mention that because for a guy that only had one catch in the game for 18 yards, had a big impact because he drew the pass interference in the end zone, mm-hmm. um, and he's getting open. He's getting open, and he's, you know, knock on wood or this is plastic or whatever it is, he catches the ball. But he's a good yeah. kid, and it's fun. All right, so – you're right. Tell a friend, tell a friend. I like when you end it, though. Go ahead. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We're back up, and we'll see you again later on this week. Believe in Giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.